Hello, welcome to the Me If I Was 20 podcast. My name is Ty, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host... Gage, yeah, what's uh, up? Gage Dooster, what's yes. going on? Hey buddy, how you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, we could not pod last week. No, but this is being released on time. Yes. Um, I was sick. Right, so how you feeling every, better? F- f- a lot better. Good. So, I guess we'll just go ahead and get into it yeah. with Christmas. Christmas there comes happened. traveling. And, and when tra- New Year's. And it's 2023. Yeah, well, I skipped. I skipped New Year's because I felt so good. Yeah. Um, But, uh, I, with Christmas comes traveling, so I'm mm-hmm. around people. And some of those people that I was around were my young nieces yes. and nephews. And... You know how awesome it is, and children are just sick all the yeah. time. And so they get adults around them sick, mm-hmm. and that happened to me. That so. is a wonderful experience. Yeah, it was bad. So I don't think we've necessarily had the chance to sit down and really talk about our Christmas. I know. So, Well, we can do that right now. Yeah. That's why. I, that's where I was leading into that. Right. It's called a segue. Everybody Not at like home, Paul Blart. Try and keep up. Um... What did you do for Christmas? Um, chilled out and uh, got fired and, uh, <laughs> um, you know, hung out with my family, uh-huh. my wife's family. Yes. And ate some food. Yeah. And, yeah. It's really, that's really it. Um, <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. I, I don't have any, like, out-of-state family or anything. Right. So, it's all within the one state. But uh, you said that you were fired. Yes. And so, are you feeling better? I'm fine. I have a since job. Since then. Because Gage has been sad, Gage, for... Yeah, a couple weeks. Two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah Everybody not, not have been able to tell what I could tell. <laughs> but, you know, I've got a job lined up, so... He does. I feel fine, and... um. He would feel fine regardless if he had a job lined up or not. Yeah. I or just, at least he should. Right. There's I, no problem with being a human being. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, sucky things happen during the holidays, so sometimes. Um, but, you know, it, it's life. Hey, man, it's fine. I have definitely been there. Yeah. I, um, we went to Jacksonville. Yes. For... To see my wife's family. We have mm-hmm. not done that in four years. It wow. was 2018. Well, I guess three years. Yeah. Whatever. <clears throat> it was a lot. It was yeah. a long time. Like, and that's just from them having kids and... That'll do it. Their house filled up and they really don't have any space for mm-hmm. us. And that is difficult. I'm uh, sure. It's difficult on them, mm-hmm. but it's harder on us. Yeah. Uh, because... I hate sleeping on uncomfortable beds. That's fair. Yeah. I do not like it. it. It's my pet peeve about travel. Pull out couch, baby. I slept on a small child's bed oh. one night that was barely a cot. Curled up in a ball. Yep. And it was not fun. I'm sure. It was fine. Uh, I did that so that Rachel could sleep on an air mattress, which I think is Even worse. equally worse. Yeah. So to me, it was kind of you know, six one half a dozen other. So yeah, honestly, just thought about pulling the uh, the mattress off this small child's bed and putting them on the floor because yeah. I'd rather sleep on that. Or you know, make a little pallet. <clears throat> uh, I should have just brought like 
you know those like travel like camping mats that you yeah. can roll out and sleep mm-hmm. on like like a hobo in the ground like yeah. i should have just done that yeah uh but it was but you know it was fine it was good and i know rachel was happy about it mm-hmm. i it's just tough man like their house is really little yeah and they've got two small kids and so i don't even want to know what it's going to be like when they're bigger mm-hmm. and it's really full so but they don't travel yeah. we have to go to them so i uh, went to see my mom and dad which mm-hmm. was good i saw some friends from high school yeah a guy that used to mentor me when i was young awesome and that was good that was a really good conversation that's great um, i was that was probably that's probably the highlight of the trip for me yeah. uh having dinner with everybody and it was not it kind of started out really terrible because yeah. one of my friends was like yeah i'm gonna invite this friend and i was like i really wish you wouldn't and he did it anyway yeah and then that guy invited some people and i was just like not happy yeah it's great when you know but people bring plus ones and you're like oh, okay but it was fine yeah. it all ended up being fine that's great and you know the guy that he brought was you know it was people i knew really well mm-hmm. it's just people rachel didn't know really well mm-hmm. and i didn't want her to be like i just didn't want her to be like uncomfortable and that's not usually how she is right. around people she doesn't know but and that kind of situation like my friends were just always weird about people they didn't know anyway yeah. Uh, at least when they were younger, I should give them more credit because they're adults now yeah. and people change. Well, so of course. I would like to, for people to give me the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. now that I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, that's life. It's hard to shake those misconceptions that people have about themselves. Right. But uh, it was good. I had a lot of good conversations. Ate some fried pickles. Yeah. They were freaking fantastic i haven't had fried pickles in a long time it were spears it wasn't the chips it was awesome i've had fried pickle spears um one time it might have been at whiskey mill yeah they weren't great but right you know what they were at the smoke pit actually is that that's where they were um you know sounds not great i like fried pickles and i would probably like fried pickle spears if they did them well fried pickles are probably my favorite like kind of fried yeah appetizer absolutely whatever well, fried mozzarella sticks are really good they too. had fried they had mozzarella sticks oh. and that you could get the craziest part about the place that we went was you could get any side with your meal so you could get like a sandwich you know like a philly cheesesteak mm-hmm. but you could get a side of mozzarella sticks oh. i didn't do that i dared somebody to do it yeah. and they did it and they were probably <laughs> happy with it i think so but i got like sweet potato fries I usually go for fries or sweet potato fries. Honestly, if I had known those pickles were going to be so good, I would have gone pickles yeah, again. Absolutely. Because I got like a Swiss burger mm-hmm. and or a mushroom Swiss burger. Oh, yeah. It was so good. But man, it would have been so good with some more fried pickles. Probably. So. You got to have a little mustard on that mushroom Swiss burger. I, no. No? no okay. Uh-uh. I kind of like, I like mayo or I like sort of like a, like a ranch, like sauce that mm-hmm. something sort of enhances it yeah. and kind of blends in yeah i feel like the mustard clashes okay too yeah. much with Absolutely. the taste you know because like the swiss is pretty low-key and so is the onions and the mushrooms yeah and it just all kinds of comes together and like makes this awesome it is a pretty low-key it is a pretty low-key burger yeah um but mustard's like i'm mustard yeah it really is mustard's out there <laughs> yeah I mean, I'll occasionally dip it in some ketchup, but yeah, like, sure. usually I like it just plain. Um, 
while we're on the topic of sides, the other week we we went to Whiskey Mill, and I usually get like I said, I usually get fries, yep. or sweet potato fries, or something like that, maybe tater tots if I'm feeling a little crazy, um, and I got onion rings, and Great. they had awesome onion rings yep. there. I, I'm it was amazing, I, but yeah, I'm trying to transition out of the just all fried nonsense um i would like to start getting like pasta salad because i do like pasta salad but everybody's pasta salad is not the same the same Mm -hmm. and that means that it's not all good yeah to me no i've had some great pasta oh yeah so it's straight up terrible stuff me as well yeah it's it's you you can do the same thing with slaw like slaw is either going to be the best thing you've ever eaten or just absolutely disgusting. But I've tried to minimize, or I start trying to minimize it where I'm like, not just like, if I'm eating fries, it's like maybe once a month or every two months yeah. or something like that. It's not just like every time. Yeah, yeah so, me and Natalie are getting back on our diet and it's, oh no, yeah. You know, not because it's the new year. We were doing that, but it's hard to do it during the holidays. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so we really slacked off and we hit, hadn't been in the gym in two weeks. So we started back at the gym this mm. week and. We're back on our diet this week. Nice. It is hell. <laughs> really? It's pretty hard. Coming from that, is it just because you think, like, I need to eat these things in um, your head? Is yeah, that it? I'm back on that, like, because before I was like, oh, I'm comfortable with this. This is a lifestyle change, and it's not something I'm, like, beating myself up over. But now I'm like, I have to eat this. I have to eat this. Yeah. Like, and it's, I got to reset my brain to, because... You know, this is a conversation we're going to get into, but, you know, prior to, you know, with last time I was trying to lose weight and get in the gym, I mean, I had a reason, you know. Now, the only reason I have is wanting to at least now be in shape. Now you're just a guy. Yeah, I'm just a guy. But, so what? Everybody's just a something, yeah, you know? Yeah, you're right. Everybody's just something. It's no big deal. Yeah. So. I, uh, that's awesome. I am very, very happy for yeah. you and excited for you. Absolutely. I know that that is usually, I feel like more than anything that puts people in a good mental state. Yeah, sure. I think that that's why I would always, like if anybody says, well, if there's something I can do that's going to change like something in my mind. I was like, the first thing you could do is like not be inside all the time, yeah. like, and really just trying to be active in some way. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what, uh, that usually goes a long way to helping me mentally. Yeah, me too. I, uh, uh, th- I think you know the gym and just being more healthy really, um, just kind of transformed where I was mentally back when I started. Like, yeah. I, I was really like I do take medicine for my anxiety, but oh yes, um, I was way bad anxious and like super depressed before i got into all that right um i don't know it it, it does do something i don't know it feels really good so <laughs> this is not related to anything i'm just talking yeah we're just talking like friends talk absolutely i was supposed to go to the dentist yesterday uh-huh. actually I was supposed to go today and yeah. they tried to reschedule it for yesterday which was fine but apparently they changed their they changed their insurance so they don't take our insurance anymore. So they don't take an HMO anymore. Yeah. They only take a PPO, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, well, just cancel it. Mm-hmm. 
because they said you'll have to pay out of pocket and it was just a cleaning it wasn't gonna be a big deal yeah but i literally thought man i'm so glad i got my teeth fixed before they stopped taking our insurance right which is weird because rachel's insurance is pretty good mm-hmm. so i, I don't just know. have to find somewhere else I, guess. It, I don't know why like i don't know what got probably taking care of myself and thinking about how i need to do that yeah and I'm like, man, at least my teeth are good. Right. So I got yeah. that going for me. I have a, a parent doctor's appointment in the next couple of weeks, which isn't like, it's just like a follow-up. It's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, I'm probably not going because I currently don't have insurance. Yeah. So yeah. Got to wait for that. Yep. But yeah. I that's don't really blame you. Adult, adult problems. I <clears> like <throat> paying, you know, upwards of $500 for a doctor's appointment. So yeah. It's that's pretty a, ridiculous. That's a hurdy. That's a hurdy and a crotchy. Yeah, real bad. Jeez. Real, real bad. I've never done that. I've always had insurance, or I just haven't gone. Yeah. Or when I didn't have health insurance, I just never went to a doctor. Yeah, or, you know, the only times I was going is when I was still with my parents. It, so. was, it was funny. We've had people in the past, and I don't I, mean, I don't know I don't know what people are going to glean from this conversation right now, but I think Maybe. it's just kind of funny. Yeah. But in the past, people have been like, now... People have come to us and they've been like, what kind of insurance do you guys use? And we would literally laugh because yeah. I'm like, we just got health insurance like a couple of years ago. Yeah. For years, we never, ever had health insurance, yeah. ever. I mean, <clears throat> it's expensive. It is. It's it a- is. And it takes a lot out of the pocket of the person that's like working. Yeah. And it does. I just honestly, I really need to get on it because my job is dangerous. Yeah. I still have it. Mm-hmm. So that's fine, but it's just funny because I don't I don't know I I never had anything happen to me yeah. like never got sick I was always healthy uh, I know that that could change in the blink of an eye so and I think that's why everybody would be like oh you should have health insurance yeah. and I would just be like you're not wrong mm-hmm. but I don't I mean, know yeah I mean health insurance is for squares that's right. <laughs> We're circles. That's right. Thinking outside that box. That's right. I'm not I don't want those hard edges in my life. I'm not going to be another statistic, even though I'm going to be one yeah. day when I die. Yeah. So, Regardless of how much I try to not be. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. I got uh, I got some listener questions. Yeah. Which one? We can do both, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll. So, these come courtesy, as usual, of my friend David Soulsby. David. He said, what's the farthest you've ridden or driven without stopping to spend the night somewhere? Question mark. <sighs> I guess for Florida. Or, or no, Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's like a 12? Yeah, it was long. No. Eight or it's nine. Not, it's not 12. I think it was eight or nine. My furthest was a small town right outside of Philadelphia. That was an 11 or a 12 hour car Ooh. trip. Yeah, it was sucked. Yeah, I don't I don't very much remember the one to Washington DC, yeah. but I remember the trip, but I I uh they did the Smithsonian Night of the Museum movie when I was younger and I was like, I want to go there for my birthday and my parents are like holy cow okay so stupid kid yeah i know and apparently that's what we did so Jeez. it was a long drive though so uh, that was just to go see night in the museum no just to go see the smithsonian oh well, i mean that's kind of cool yeah i like because i mean in night of the museum the second one he was in the smithsonian i was like 
it's like I guess I loved that movie when I was a kid. I so. like I like museums. Yeah, I've it, always loved museums. It was neat. It was a cool experience. I, I would go back. Thought about getting some dinosaur skeleton tattoos at some point. Yeah, go for it. Yep, tattoos are all healed up. Yeah, they're looking great. Yeah, that looks awesome. Oh yeah, that looks sick. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with these cat paws how they turned mm, they out. Great. So, but I, yeah, I mean, we used to go to we used to go to Pennsylvania. I think we did it twice mm-hmm. with a, a friend of ours, and they went to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, but they didn't go to Christmas, okay. and so. I guess the Thanksgiving was always the bigger thing. Yeah. But <clears throat> they went to see their parents, and they had, like, a split-level house. hmm But this, uh, the, our friend, he had, like, mm, I want to say, like, five brothers. And so, yeah. but they would all be in this house. But the house was pretty big. hmm So it was, like, split-level, like I said. You come in on the basement, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a room. Like, that used to be a garage, and that had been converted into a bedroom. Yeah. So people could stay in there, but then there was like upstairs beds, and I mean it was a big house. Yeah, but it was just crazy how many of their kids were in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, I mean it was always really fun. We would play poker and stuff like that at night, and I was like, nah, I don't really want to play. And that's because I didn't have any money then. Yeah, to they spend, were all betting to on spend poker. On po- oh yeah, and they were like, oh we'll we'll buy, we'll spot you, and like a person bought me in for twenty bucks, and then I ended up winning part of the pot. <laughs> So, thanks for free money i know i mean it, i felt bad because i was just like i'm just playing with somebody's money yeah. but you know what are you gonna do i uh i'd, I'd like to uh i don't know about betting on poker i'd like to go play poker my dad again about, i didn't i was using right, somebody else's right money. but um so mine was like house money yeah he said uh just keep it in the pot for the next game yeah you probably took it though i would take the money i no, i absolutely took it yeah, absolutely. i want it yeah like said, i it was did, my hand i, I did not it was my skill that played those hands right. it was not it was not you know it was not because this person bought me in yeah. i first off did not choose to do that yeah they chose to do yeah, that. That, that that's their fault for honestly that. like that was that night, I probably played the best hand of poker I've ever played in my life. I've never really played poker. Like, I don't, I don't know the rules. I don't. It's honestly, it's a lot like Marvel Snap. Only you're sitting across the table from yeah. somebody. Sounds like Smash Up, then. But like, they can't see what you have. They can only see what they have yeah. and what's available on the table. Mm-hmm. And so, because of that, there's a lot of reading, and I don't like bluffing. Yeah. Like, I. Do not do it. And I like the people that the people that play game nights with me, like you will learn that really quick about me. But every Austin once loves bluffing. Games. He does. But every once in a while, I'll pull out a bluff because I'm sneaky like that. Yeah. See, like I don't like the bluff, but I am very sneaky. Yeah. And people have a hard time reading my face. And so, because it's not like I'm sitting there like I'll be like call mm-hmm. with like this big grin on my <laughs> face. I'm just kind of like hanging out. Yeah. And people are just like, you are really hard to read. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that a lot in my life. And so yeah. maybe I could. You could use that. I, I have and do. You so. might as well. You might as well go just be but like I a said, dealer. In if Austin listens to this, I'm very rarely bluffing. But. Unless it's the point of the game. What if I am bluffing? Right. Like when we were playing Coup. Yeah. Like. That is one of the biggest bluffing games. Yeah, there. of course. <clears throat> so yeah. yeah but 
That was that question. Yeah. That Washington, D.C. Mine was, I can't remember what the name of it was. Like, it was literally like five minutes Somewhere out, in Pennsylvania. outside of Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia. I mean, it's beautiful. It was an awesome place. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like Pennsylvania Dutch com- country, but. Um, Long drive. All right. Second question. Favorite college or professional sporting event you've ever attended Man. can also include professional wrestling. Um, I did enjoy SummerSlam. That was cool. Yep. But um, I'm going to have to go out on a crazy thing and say the micro wrestling event that I went to was probably the most awesome thing I've seen in the person. <laughs> you know. What is that? Um, Explain that. To little people. people. Okay. Wrestling. Um. And we were on the front row, and right. it was pretty awesome. Um, they're they're popular on TikTok. Yeah, it um, sounds right. Th- we went and saw them in like an hour away somewhere in North Carolina. Odie looks crazy right now. Yeah, the cat is currently perched up like Batman, and she, I mean, she looks wild right now. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have to have an episode. Probably have Austin on when yeah. we talk about all our cats yeah. at some point. Uh, I think that'll be a pretty long, drawn-out conversation. It will be. We can probably talk about our that cats. own dogs will hate. Yeah. But who cares, because dogs are terrible. Um, before before you answer about your sports thing, yeah. Um, I posted a picture on my Instagram story of my cats the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, Sam slid up on it and said, dogs is our man's best friend. And I just didn't respond. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sam. You're probably listening, but cats are better. <laughs> Sam don't own a dog. Probably not. I don't know. Sam, do you have a dog? He don't own a dog. Come on. He's just saying something to make somebody angry. Come on, man. You don't, I mean, you don't even have an opinion about it. (laughs) It's just not, I mean, it's not that it's not fair. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's like a child coming up to you and saying, hey, I could beat you in a fight. Yeah. Like, what are you you talking about, kid? I'm like six six foot and you're like, hey, shut up. Yeah, shut up. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway but no all the wrestling shows i've been to were really fun good um probably but the micro one was your favorite oh yeah it was awesome you only went to one to micro show yeah yeah cool i've probably been to four or five wrestling shows hey, i figured you've been to a few yeah for sure yeah but i think mine is mine's really really easy mm-hmm. um i went to so <clears throat> Auburn had like a breakout year. Yeah. My dad went to Auburn. My mm-hmm. family's from Alabama. So we grew up Auburn fans. And so that's usually football. Mm-hmm. We've been getting better at basketball though. Uh, so that was pretty fun because I like basketball. Yeah. But uh, 2013, they had like this breakout year and they like played for the national championship and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. they went like, I can't remember what their record was, but it was like 13 and one or something yeah. like that. <clears throat> and the next year they were like really high ranked. Mm-hmm. So they were number four when I went, we went to see them, but we saw LSU mm-hmm. and then play in Auburn. And it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I've been to a few, you know, football games. Um, I've never been to a basketball game or a hockey <clears throat> game or, like, but there's football. something different about college football. Yeah, I think. absolutely. We went to, um, I've been to a few pro football games and they suck. I think I've been to I don't know if I've ever been to a pro football game, but I went to, um, it was a couple years ago, and it was, what is their big thing? Uh, college football. They're like, basically it's their Super Bowl or their playoffs to the Super Bowl. 
it was Clemson and somebody. Oh, it was probably the ACC championship. Yeah, it was that. I went and saw Clemson. <clears throat> they played at the Panther Stadium. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, we tailgated beforehand. It was really yeah. fun talking to people. It's just it's just like a different experience. Yeah. Um, I've been to a Panthers game. I've seen the Braves. Yes. We went to the uh, – before they built the new – I think they built a new stadium for the Braves recently. Yeah, they did. Um, before they moved, we went and saw a Braves game. It was really cool. Saw that, seen a Jacksonville game. Dude. Oh, he is going crazy right now. Get out of here. Get out of here. So, yeah. Anyways. We've – I've been a few places and seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, there was just nothing like that college atmosphere. Like, it was just so loud. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like – it wasn't a huge important game. Yeah. Um, It was just very fun. Yeah. It's like a gigantic rival for them. So, it was – it was a lot of fun. And I, they also beat the living crap out of them. Like, Auburn won like 43 to like 10. Yeah. I mean, it was so awesome. I think <clears throat> we, there's something about like live sports over yeah. watching on TV. I'm not, like, obviously I was watching wrestling like weekly for a while, but like watching anything in person is so much more fun to me. It is, but like the the thing that sticks with me is it is so difficult especially like you have some like social anxieties getting out yeah dealing with that mm-hmm. i i mean the stuff that honestly i've had the most fun with has been like amateur baseball games yes i uh like the gastonia yep. um honey hunters games are fun well the we've seen the knights a few yeah, times. Yeah, the knights are good. That stadium's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome part of town. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we went to. I mean, I've I think I've seen like we saw the crawdads. Yep. I've seen the crawdads before. Uh, the Suns, who is like Jacksonville's like mm-hmm. minor league, and then one more. I mean, obviously the knights, but yeah. then like there was another. There's like a Atlanta's brave, mm-hmm. like whatever minor league that they yeah. have too. I've, yeah, I've been to a crowd. Probably seen more minor league baseball games than I've seen. Well, they're anything. always cheap. It's like you, if you want to go see a baseball game, it's like eight or fifteen it's like bucks. Super it's like, fun. Yeah, and there's never a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that can happen to you is you get hit in the face with a ball. Yeah, you you probably go home with a ball. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I've more or less had a ball from a couple of those places. Yeah. So, and sometimes they have concerts yep. and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So. But, like, it's really man- – it's manageable compared to, like, the crowd swell that you get at those big, big sporting events. Yeah. I guess that's not – I guess that is specifically professional, but, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there's huge amounts of people at the I, – I would say I absolutely would enjoy that more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do like minor league and, you know, college. Even yeah. though, you know, nowadays college is super, super popular. Um, a lot of people, depending on the sport, of course, um, like college basketball and college football, people love yeah. nowadays. But well, I mean, but maybe I understand because you know they're fighting for more than the NFL players are. They're like, hey, I want to show these people that I'm actually good enough to be able to play at a professional level. Well, too, like, I, like you know, disc golf is huge around here, and seeing right. a disc golf event is really easy. Yeah. Especially this time of year, like when it's during the off season, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of really famous disc golfers that actually live in Charlotte. Yep. 
so they live in and play in the area. I mean, Charlotte's like the <clears throat> disc golf capital of the yeah. the freaking U.S. No, I mean it's the world. Yeah. Well, I I can't say that Europe is really really they have some really really awesome like Sweden. Yeah. Um, they have some great courses. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it might be better. I don't know. Probably. As far as U.S., it. I mean, it's Charlotte. It's more well-known yeah. in the United States and especially this area. Yep. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's, I mean, that's mine. I think that's probably my next. I think that's probably my next to do is to go and actually see a real, like a real live sporting event. Yeah. That uh, at a disc golf. So. That would be pretty cool. I think, I think I would rather, I would much rather watch a disc golf game than like a golf game. Like a normal golf, stick and ball golf. Right. I, I would rather watch a, a disc golf sure. tournament. Because I enjoy playing disc golf better than I enjoy playing well, regular golf. It, I think, too, it's all about like the understanding of mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh, it, it's harder at those It's harder at those live events, and that's the thing I don't like about it. I do like, uh, for the most part, do like commentators. Yeah. I do. Me too. And sometimes they drive me insane, but <laughs> every once in a while it's like, yeah, this is awesome. I but mean, like being at a wrestling show and not being oh, able yes. to hear that drives me a crazy. Lot of, I mean, a lot of <clears throat> that what makes wrestling is literally the commentary. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you didn't have Jim Ross. It it, it drives it. It's yeah. just the engine that Michael drives Cole, it. Michael Cole. Like, there's just so many great. I mean, even JBL. Yeah. Like, there's just so many good commentators. And it's been like it's been the catalyst for kind of that exploding yeah because it's so the thing that you're seeing on the television right Mm -hmm. and when you see it live does not match no it really doesn't but when you add that commentary camera angles commentary it just it explodes it does And, and like being at an indie wrestling show yeah is nothing like WWE or watching t- wrestling on TV. Not saying it's any worse, or not saying yeah. that it's you know couldn't add up to it because I mean there's great matches that go on all the time, right? But um, it's just not it's just not gonna feel the same as watching it on TV ever, right? So I so that leads us into an interesting segue because yeah. we have not talked about this in a long no. time, and <clears throat> wrestling has been not on Gage's radar. No, not at and all. I want to give a check in with him and yeah. see how he's feeling about it. So the pu- the pulse, my fingers on the pulse of Gage's wrestling heartbeat right now. My wrestling heartbeat <laughs> is probably like the Grinch at this point. <laughs> it's shriveled up or has it gotten gigantic and big it has not gotten gigantic and big it's like <coughs> a grinch pre uh okay so it's yeah. a little black rock it's a little black rock right now i don't know about a little black rock like if i see something on the internet and I, I might watch it for a minute but i don't know it just doesn't spark me like it did yeah um and you know it happened last year i watched wrestling as a kid forever sure yeah, I just fell out of it in like late middle school into high school, yeah. and when I, you know, last year I started watching it again. I was like, "Wow, why did I stop watching this?" Yeah, and then I said, "Wow, I have always wanted to do this," and then I said, "I'm going to give it a shot." So I started going to the gym and I started training. Yeah, you know, I trained for maybe six months, um, but when it started to become, when I got 
you know, super invested in the dirt sheets and yeah. super invested in people covering it. <clears throat> yeah. And got super invested into making sure I watch Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, uh, AEW uh, Dynamite on yep. Wednesday night, and, and then whatever, AEW Rampage on and, their Friday night. And then whatever pay-per-view you add in. Which I didn't watch AEW's pay-per-views because I did not feel like paying for them. Sure. I had Peacock, so I watched WWE's pay-per-views. Okay. It, it started to feel less of like, I'm enjoying watching this, and it felt more like I'm watching it so I can keep up with who's wrestling, what's going on, and yeah. you know watch these matches sure. in a learning way. Less of a, I'm enjoying this match way. Yeah. And it just, it started to like overcome all of who I was. Um, I just didn't enjoy it. So you're 20 years old. Right. And I think that wrestling for me had its height probably about when I was 18 or 19. Absolutely. And so, I honestly, whenever I got into college, like, I just stopped paying attention to yeah. it. I don't know. And, and, and it's, I don't know what it is. Like, I think it's just kind of like real life comes yeah. in. And even now, even now, I, I'm like more excited about going to work than I am thinking about things like that sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, sure. to where I really have to catch myself and be like, Oh, I should be more invested in this. Yeah, uh, I have to pay more attention to this. Yeah, you know, and, I, and you know, and I felt like it was a complete opposite because it was taken away a lot. You know, from I honestly, me spiritually, it sure. was taken a lot away from me. Um, I was putting it ahead of a lot of things that I yeah. shouldn't have been putting it ahead yeah. of because I wanted it to potentially be my career. Yeah. Um, but with it being my career, I would be away from home, sure, away from my family, away from my wife, yep. away from church, away from everything. Yeah, and I really didn't put that into perspective. So, you know, then there's just the whole making it aspect, right? Absolutely. Like you have to look the best. You yeah. have to be the best. Like you're not. I'm not gonna just be able to walk in there and not have put in any work and, sure. and there's such there's a culture it's yeah it's so much of like i have to be the one that's staying late helping put up the ring yeah. helping take it down i have to be that there sucks i don't even think about early. that stuff it's like you want to and you have like which is not an issue wouldn't wouldn't have been an issue for me and you know it wouldn't have been an issue for me for this next like being respectful in the locker room like yeah you're course. supposed to go up and Everybody there, hey, hey, my name's Gage, shake their hand. Like, there's a level of respect and, like, just, it's just its own culture. Locker yeah. room culture, locker room. Of course. Uh, like. That's, like, one of my favorite parts about wrestling. Yeah. It's its, it's like those, culture. those, it's not unsaid between wrestlers, Mm-mm. but it's unsaid between just people on the street. Right. And how, like, KFAB works into it yeah. and all that. Like, I think that, sh- I I think that stuff is fascinating. Yeah. Like, that is no, it's, so interesting. To me. Because back in the day, you know, kayfabe was something they never broke. Yeah. It, it, nowadays, you can go on somebody's All Instagram, time, yeah. and and I think that's what's really taken away of it. <clears throat> everyone knows, oh, this is a work. This is not. But some things aren't a work. But, yeah. I mean, most of the time, yeah, it is. Yeah, and I, I think that's the craziest part. Like, yeah. especially all the stuff that has happened with AEW yes. this year. Mm-hmm. Like, when people are just like, oh, this isn't real. Yeah. But in the back of their minds, they're like, these people are acting like it's real. Like, yeah. it, it's not, this is not, you know, when something is, you can tell when something is over the top. Right. Like, with wrestling, I mean, not over. I mean, like, 
it's like blown out and people are overacting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Right. And you're just like, this is just silliness. Mm-hmm. This is not real. I mean, right. you can tell immediately. But yeah. when it's like raw, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is. When it when it's something you hear out of the mouth of like people backstage, it's like, uh-huh. okay, maybe this is, this is real. Yeah. Like with the whole CM Punk stuff that yeah. went down and yeah. with the elite and all that. It's just. Yeah. That. It's like, I get there's locker room politics. Yeah. And I get there's like, oh, this person, is, they're pushing this person too much. They're yada, yada. People don't agree. But like, be respectful. And sure. I think the thing that it seems like that wrestlers get the most frustrated about are the guys that don't respect like the people around them the and what's come before them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I totally understand that. I think the hard part is is how all that stuff fits into the character and those people maintaining that persona yeah. in public. Because mm-hmm. I think it's just silly. Because everybody knows that the yeah. Undertaker's not the Undertaker. No, he's not, he's not Kane's a, not a freaking. They know he's not an undead man. No, you know, like they know that's, that. that's just insane. But like, I think the interesting part is that those guys are so just sold to their character yes especially people like that like undertaker i mean like he Kane. he is the he's the classic example yeah, of that absolutely and you know or even steve austin <clears throat> absolutely or I, all those guys took it i i get it that they took it so seriously yeah. and you know i you know i think having a, a an ear to the business having a you know a little insight on training and everything just kind of it burned me out. Yeah. And, um, you know, even when I made the decision to quit and step away, I tried to continue to watch wrestling. Yeah. But it just, it just didn't do it. Yeah. And, you know, not that I hate wrestling, not that I hate on people who enjoy it because, yeah. you know, I get it. I enjoy it. I like it. And if I hear something about it, I'm like, okay. And like, you know, I'll s- sort of keep up with what's going on. Mm-hmm. But not well, to the level of where I was before. Well, how many times have you heard the phrase, this, this storyline was, like, amazing, you know? Yeah. But the actual matches that preceded it were just kind of, like, not good. Right. It's like the person was hurt, or this person was mad at this person. They missed stuff, or this person wasn't the greatest yeah. athlete, so the other person in the ring is making up for it. Yeah. There's so much of that in wrestling. There's so much going but, on. But... The thing that I think people love is they love the just the pageantry of it, and then like it's an actual male soap opera. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that that men are like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" When you watch two people who are great athletes, right? Great Sometimes it's just one, right? Look Sometimes, at you, Hulk Hogan. But right, but oh, like, you got me, brother. <laughs> Brothers, a lingo that everyone uses. That is an all-time hysterical story. You know that story? Have I ever told you that story on this? I don't know. So the Undertaker is like the first time that him and Hulk Hogan were getting ready to wrestle. I don't. I think they had before WrestleMania, right? It wasn't WrestleMania because Undertaker because the Undertaker would have won, right? So it had to have been something like that. But obviously, there's like a big build up to it, yeah. right? And you know, Hulk Hogan's a big guy. Yeah. But I mean, so is the Undertaker, yeah. aka Mark Calloway. Mm-hmm. And 
he was so worried about taking that tombstone. He thought it was going to hurt him, right? Yeah. And he, he was just like, listen, I like, just trust me. I, I Honestly, like, that's the craziest part about this whole thing. And it really kind of make, makes me think, reevaluate Hulk Hogan in general. Yeah. Because, like, Mark Calloway was, like, one of the greatest athletes. One of the prob- safest wrestlers Probably as well. ever lived. Yeah. I mean, like, he was, his size, he was the guy that had to dumb his stuff down. So that he could keep up with the idiots that they put in the ring with yeah. him, right? And that stuff is what was amazing about him. Mm-hmm. And the, all the people to worry about it, and Hulk Hogan's his prima donna in the background, just like coming up to him like, I'm just really worried about this tombstone, brother. Mm-hmm. And he, he was just like, listen, I'm going to, like, it's going to be safe. I'm going to have you. I'm not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, <laughs> you can go back and watch it. He literally like hits whatever setup he had yeah. back in the day and he tombstones him and he just goes he just hears Hogan go oh you got me brother <laughs> and, and he goes back and rewinds it and he goes his head was three in, like three inches from even touching the mat yeah he wasn't even close <laughs> and I was just like god Hulk Hogan must have sucked yeah he's just a baby he, he really was but let's uh, let's say you like there's some guys nowadays that can work and sure. like I don't know if you know like Austin Theory yeah um, I do Seth Rollins um, uh, Cody Rhodes oh absolutely Cody I mean, Rhodes I think he um, is without a doubt probably at the top of the list right yeah absolutely um, <laughs> I mean even Brock Lesnar um, sure I mean dare I say I mean Drew McIntyre Sheamus uh, Walter or Gunther yeah there's a lot of guys like. I've seen some great matches. There was a match before I or Kevin Owens. Yeah. Kevin Owens and Austin Theory and See, like I wish like I wish that Undertaker was like in his prime now or right. somebody like The Rock was in their prime now. Yes. Because like the guys that they were wrestling were usually like the big bump guy or yep. it was a guy that was so broken down mm-hmm. like Austin. Yeah. Um that it the matches never really like came together no. the way that they could no. have if it was like two people on an equal playing field. Yeah. It's like one person's hurt and then the other person's it's like mega super athlete. Right. Right. And, and nowadays there <clears throat> it really is a sort of a level playing field with yeah. who's in the WWE because I and I, I attribute a lot of that to NXT and, and yeah. the um just the uh I can't think of what the, the performance center just yeah. making sure that people I mean can, that's just Shawn Michaels like sure yeah like absolutely. developing that talent yeah probably. the developmental is what I yeah. like making sure that they're gonna like on the same enough of a level to yeah. get brought up to the main roster yeah. and I mean you have people like Theory and you have people like I mean Rollins was on NXT Finn Balor was on NXT these are I mean even guys that's like a joke of a human being like Logan Paul yeah can he come can in wrestle. and make a gigantic Organic splash because of the stuff that he can do. He, he is an amazing athlete. Sure, and the matches he has put on for WWE have been uh, astonishing. Like who did he wrestle? He like wrestled freaking Roman, Roman Reigns, yeah, right? He wrestled Roman Reigns, and he, that's insane. He also wrestled the Miz, which is a great right. athlete. That is, yeah. Um, and who, who, by the way, he started out as a real world, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Or, or was it? Was he on the real? world? It was either the real world or it was some I know MTV was, show. I know he was on Real World Road Rules Challenge. Yeah. I know that he was on, but I can't remember if it was either Real World or some show. Was it Road Rules? I don't know. 
He was on one of those shows because... MTV show. Yeah, I mean, he would have been on one of two of those shows. Somebody, David, let me know. Yeah. And he he was just this character on there that was this extension of himself. Yeah. And it just... He got popular. He started becoming a wrestler. And he was basically just doing a ripoff of The Rock. Was he not just on Tough Enough or something, too? He might. I don't know. There was some wrestling show back in the day that people come can come and compete in. I'm pretty sure he got on that. It yeah. might have been tough enough, but mm. I think that that was a little bit. I think that that was a little bit. Well, there was an earlier tough it. enough that had Taz and all in. Yes, and then there was a, a <clears throat> more modern tough enough that was Steve Austin. Right. Um, oh, he was not on that show. No, because he would have been a pro wrestler by then. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, he's like a pretty big name now, which is yeah. just crazy to think mm-hmm. about. But I mean, it's a it's a business that's pretty open. Yeah, like. You see people. There's big guys out there. There's small guys out there. There's, it's 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 theatrics, right? And I mean, if a guy like Austin Theory can come in and be as notoriously hated as he is, right, and yet still work and mm-hmm. work well, but mm-hmm. I mean, but he does what he he does what the part is. Sure, it, he's a heel. He's no, I'm not. I, that part is the part that I always get. Right, I. I think that, that I have the hard time with, man, you just want to see that he'll get its come up. And yeah. so, especially a guy like that. Yeah. Because he sucks. Yeah. His his gimmick is was pretty... They've, <laughs> they've soon changed him recently. Right. But... <clears throat> I you, think that's the hard part. Just, yeah. You just don't want that to wear out as well. No. And when he comes in with a cell phone taking selfies and junk... It's so stupid. And then he wins money in the bank. Everybody's like, really? Yeah. Because he got... Because they let him come in at like last minute because someone couldn't come in and everybody's like are you kidding but um he ends up winning and then he fails a cash in on the united states championship of all championships and then ends up winning it again and throwing away his cell phone gimmick and is like super pissed off yeah it's like he's he is success there's like a redemption arc there well it's like that's like how somebody like steve austin speaks staying in the austin realm yeah can mutate into a person that's just a mega star yeah sure i mean you got stunning steve austin which there's tons of matches of him in wcw and prior to that where he's absolutely he's always been a great worker and he was great yeah then Mm -hmm. until Owen Hart. Till Owen Hart broke his neck. Yeah. And I really then, like, I just think, like, he was just so hesitant. Yeah. And you could tell. Mm-hmm. Like, he, it was never like he was a Goldberg level. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Goldberg was bad. But I think part of it was, I think Goldberg was actually a great athlete. Yep. I just think that he was so big. Mm-hmm. I think he was scared to actually hurt people. And he was also just he would refuse to put people over as well so sure i mean like i think it was william regal who come out there and got fired because he refused to he just kept no selling everything goldberg was doing or something yeah but like which that's william regal i mean he's not gonna go out there and just take a loss from goldberg because he has to but no I, i think a lot of that just it wraps around to when i fully understood what wrestling was it just became a lot less in, intriguing to me um and like a lot of the storylines that are going on around right now are just nothing i really want to watch I so think, i think that's the sad part like i like talking about it with yeah. you but i there's nothing in me that makes me want to like 
pursue it outside of something I read in an article. Yeah, sure, yeah. You know, or something I read after a pay-per-view. Yeah, you know? I feel that way as well. You know, I think it's just a part of growing up even more. But I think, <laughs> maybe. The, well, the crazy part was is at one point in time, you could not miss this stuff. No. You know? Uh-uh. Uh, I don't know. I think I, I do have these hyper fixations sometimes. Um, I don't know what made me just get so absorbed into wrestling and then drop it all of a sudden, but it just did. And that maybe it was just the thing that you thought was a good thing at the time. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. That's life. Awesome. Yeah. But that, uh, that brings us up to our main topic, which yeah. was what, how we, uh, what was the exact I think, way we phrased it? I think it? the exact way that I would phrase it is, what is the moment that you realize that God was real? Yeah, that's such a hard like. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna need some time to think about it. So, I I will say this for a lot of people, this is a process. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of like realization of oh, this is who I am, and this is where my life is going. And right. <clears throat> like this all stems from a friend of mine sent me a text the other day about a click hole article on instagram i don't have instagrams i don't know what that is um but it was like ways that people like realize that like how they came into an understanding of this is who god is right and one of them was just like a lady like i didn't even listen to the whole thing but Mm -hmm. i was listening like two or three of them and one was just like a pile of this guy saw a pile of laundry on the street yeah and another one was like this lady was in this barn and this wagon rolled out behind her and she turned around and it was there. Yeah. It was like just little things like that. Yeah. And then I asked David if I had ever told him my story. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. And he thought I was being, I think, I think he thought I was joking at first because he was just like, I just sent you some stupid article. I was not expecting some sincere yeah. answer from this. <laughs> and I was like, well, good. So, <clears throat> but. So I was 16 yeah, and I was, I was like probably at a pretty low point in my life. Sure. Like it's one of those things where you've gotten to this point where nobody understands you. Mm -hmm. You're the only, you're the only person that gets anything and everybody else is stupid. Yeah. I was at that point in my life, (laughs) which if you're a young person and you're listening to this, like just please get help. Just please understand that you do not understand and 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 know everything. Yeah. <clears throat> but but I was sad and I was very bummed out and I did not have any answers and I was just like reaching and grasping around for mm-hmm. whatever it was, right? And I had been kind of hanging around people and we used to go to a like student led Bible like not Bible study, but it was like a student led worship night yeah. on Tuesday night. And it was called 180. <clears throat> and, like, I met a lot of my, I, I met most of my really good high school friends there. And right. People that I'm still friends with to this day. And I <clears throat> was kind of, like, in the process of getting into that. But I also, like, did not have any kind of inkling, like, what Christianity actually was. Like, yeah. I have been in church my entire life. And none of that stuff made any sense to me. Yeah. Right? And I didn't understand that. Also, like, didn't 
understand like how the Bible worked and understood and reading it. Sure. And that there are different translations yeah. out there mm-hmm. that people can read and understand it better. Right. Uh, but I was bummed out and I was trying to figure out what was going on inside me. And I just remember I was walking down my driveway and it was like a cloudy day. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was not raining. It was not even wet outside. And I was walking down and I remember thinking, God, if you are real, will you please just let me know? Mm-hmm. And right when I thought that it started raining yeah. and <clears throat> it was so surreal and it was such a this succinct voice like that I probably never experienced anything like before that or since sure. like just so just direct yeah you know what I'm saying yeah absolutely and I I forget that this happened to me I really mm-hmm. do because I'm really bad about not communicating mm-hmm. with people around me yeah and so because of that I've realized that this is something that is a big deal because not everybody has a story like that. No, and, you know, I don't think God, not that he can't, but he's not going to communicate with everyone no, in that way. of course not. Either. Um, because, you know, I'm not going to cut you off. You keep going. I'm not no, going to start mine yet. I'm good. But, um, like, my, uh, how I come to, you know, believe in God and how I've come to be a Christian is nothing compared like no, no, not it, that's not how God revealed himself to me right. um, and I mean there's countless stories of God has physically revealed himself but not in the hey I'm taking the sheath off hey I'm God nice yeah. to meet you not like that but like in your in a similar way to yours <clears throat> as you know you, you you say hey God I you know I'm struggling here I if you were real give me a sign and then it, boom it starts raining and it's a completely sunny day like or, I felt like, and again, this might have been blown out of proportion, but I remember exactly how I felt. Yeah. I felt like I was drowning. Yeah. Like, not physically, but obviously, like... Mentally. Just spiritually, just, like, tormented. Right. And having no purpose and zero, like, idea of what I wanted or what was real or what was important. Mm -hmm. And when that was revealed to me i don't think that my life has ever really been the same since and i'm very grateful for that i'm not saying that because i don't say that because my story is special or better than someone else's it was because god was good in that situation you know absolutely and you know that that's you know i struggle with you know because I hear about all these people that, that like you see people that have completely turned their lives around sure. when they uh, or and you're just a boring kid. Yeah, I feel the same way most of the time. Um, like I have been raised in church my entire life. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I've just that's it. That's my story. And you know, I I was you know saved at a young age. Yeah, and there have been other times where I've said oh, I profess my faith in those right. ways, but you know I know when. I fully realized, you know, who God was and, you know, accepted his gift for me and, um, you know, accepted what he did on the cross. But like, I I mean, just like everybody, I mean, I have doubts all the time and I, I feel like God, you know, actively, you know, um, consoles with me and, um, helps me through all that. Right. Um, and 
you know, feeling like, oh, I was raised in church and that's how I come to, you know. Yeah. But it's like, I, I come to belief because I, you know, I felt how much he loved me and I've seen how much he loved me in my life. Right. Just through being just given a chance to not have to go through anything to get to the spot I am with him. Yeah. You know. And but, but yours is like a process. Sure. Absolutely. Like, and that's a story in and of itself. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's something that is hard for me to, um, like, wrap my mind around. Like, yeah. a couple, like, last year, like, I don't do, like, a word of the year or anything, but, like... Me either. No, but um, I, I did think, like, the word sanctification showed up a lot last year for me. Yeah. And um, I, I do feel like that's something I, like, grasped onto a lot mm-hmm. last year. Or, I don't remember, I think it was last year. I was just, you know, understanding that, like, even though I'm... Like, being a child of God doesn't make me not a sinner. Right. Of course. Like, I'm going to slip up and mess up. Of course. And, you know, there's going to be things I'm not proud of, but um, he's still there. He's yep. still going to love me. And, you know, it's that's just, I, I mean, that's, I have, I find myself, you know, God sh- has shown himself to me through just being consistent in my life. Sure, and uh, I think I think that's my answer to that question. I think like when <clears throat> over Christmas we had dinner with those people, mm-hmm. and like one of the biggest things we talked about was, you know, Rachel asked that rose and thorn question at yeah. dinner, and it was like eight people, so we went around, and yeah. like I've been talking a lot, which you know I think that's pretty typical for me, yeah. at least in a small group of yeah. people that I know it is. Um, but the guy that was that was discipling me when I was in high school was there, yeah. and I think I had not seen him in many years. And yeah. I know I I would run into him one time. Mm-hmm. I saw him at Chick Fil A when I or I saw him at Chick Fil A one time when I was in Cornelia uh, having lunch with my mom, and I I couldn't really talk to him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of had to blow him off, um, which I felt bad about. Yeah. But. You know, most people communicate now <clears throat> through social media, and Absolutely. I don't do any of that. No. So it's hard for me to keep track of people unless, like, I text with them. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I do it. But I think him seeing us as adults <clears throat> was really good mm-hmm. because he, you know, he had to question a lot, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what am I doing with these kids? You know, sure. like, am I doing this like, well, sure. am I doing this right? Absolutely. Am I showing them like, this is how to be a, like, this is how to be a good person. This is how to read the Bible. Yeah. This is how to memorize scripture. Right. This is how to treat other people and serve around you. And, uh, I feel like, you know, that was like a kind of like, you could see it like, as we were talking, it seemed like this weight getting lifted off his shoulders, yeah. you know? And, and at one point, I was telling just, like, my stuff from last year was absolutely friend, mm-hmm. like, my friends, period. Yeah. It was, like, I had so much stuff happen with people that were friends, but it was also a good year for friendships yeah. for me. And I was trying to explain that because I wanted them to get that that can be both, yeah, you know? absolutely. And... A lot of it was like, a lot of us, it was looking back like, did I put these people on a pedestal, mm-hmm. right? Did, did the people that I looked up to when I was your age, 
did they let me down mm-hmm. as an adult or did I put them too high? Yeah. <clears throat> and sure. one of the things that came out of that was just like, man, I don't ever want to be in this position where I have hurt or wronged you or some of the younger kids at church yeah. and have you be like just pissed yeah. at me. Absolutely. Because I mean, of that, the that, way that I've acted or treated you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'll things like that, like... I mean, you, you see people that get wronged by somebody like a quote unquote, like a leader in their life or like someone that is detrimental and it's devastating. Yeah. It can, you know, it can be the catalyst for bitterness. Yeah. It can, um, and I'll, I'll be the one to tell you, I can testify that I was. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> I mean, and God forbid it can drive people out of church it can drive people out yeah. of all kinds of things and it can drive people out of the faith completely yeah. and you know i hate it but that's just how people's minds and people's yeah. mindsets are um sadly yeah. you know and and i think part of that is i think one of the things that gets me about the whole situation is i just wish like you knew that we idolized you right you know like and if you didn't then i don't know i, I don't know what to say um but I wish someone had told me the things that I'm telling you right yeah. now. Like, I am flawed and mm-hmm. I am going to let you down. Absolutely. And uh, and that's a very important thing about, like, friendships and relationships in general is, like, yeah. we're going to let each other down and we're going to um, make each other mad. But, I mean, we but having, like, a friendship that's built on God and Jesus – God's not going to let us down. Sure. So, like, if we're focusing so much on this person let me down or this person did this to me, we're not looking... Like, we're supposed to show grace in that area. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, unless you're not very good at it, like this guy over here. (laughs) Which I'm not great at it either. I was pointing at myself. Right. People at home don't know. But, I mean, no, I'm not not awesome. I'm not awesome at it either. So much better at it than I would Ah. be. My goodness. But, Come on. Um, anyways, but no, it's it's a thing. Like if you're if you have friends and you're you're built on this common ground, yeah. Like there 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 can be grace there, and there can be, you know, that would be great. Yeah, I think sometimes like I just need to probably not be so self righteous. Yeah, I mean, but we all have things that are flaws. Yeah, no true. one is perfect. We all have. We're all fleshly. Yeah, but. You know, I mean, it's good to talk about movies and video games and like this Wrestling. is how my this is how my worldview is shaped. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but I think we very rarely talk about the stuff where this is my actual worldview. Right, though. absolutely. You know, like that's where that's where I can sit here and have this peaceful conversation with you mm-hmm. about why like wrestling is important or why Marvel snap is awesome. You know, like those are, those are things, but, but they're trivial, you know, they it's are, but they're also awesome. They, they are awesome, but I have peace enough to know because of what's in my soul. Absolutely. You know, and if that wasn't right, I don't think I could do that. I yeah. just, I don't know how people do that. No, And I, you know, I don't understand. Like, I just can't fathom not knowing or not having peace about just my 
I mean, I don't have peace about tomorrow, yeah. but I do have peace about my future, and sure. I have joy in the promise that I'm I'm given. You and know? you should. And yeah. and that's the thing, like in a situation like yours, when you're in the forest, mm-hmm. right, you don't see a way out of it. Right. But there are people who have been in the forest before you absolutely that have come out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the stuff that everyone not everyone, that you have to lean on. Yeah. Like I can't speak for everybody right. at home. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that stuff's universal. Like yeah. And again, I did not know that this was going to be like such a heady conversation about this. I mean, yeah. I guess I should have, but yeah, I was not. I was not <clears throat> not expecting that. Right is what I would say. But if that, if you don't have those like questions answered, I, I don't know, man. I I cannot imagine living through life like that yeah. being so restless and not at peace right. you know what i mean because i mean see i don't see that's another part of like my testimony quote unquote is like i just don't really have a part of my life where i can say that i was without god in this time right and like there's a which i'm not saying i'm better than anybody whatsoever because i'm no way am i oh, that's what i heard yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> but like it's, he's just always been a present sure. force in my life. And, you know, I mean, some people aren't. That's not the case for some people. Yeah. And I'm thankful that's the case for me. But I just, I can't imagine my life without having that reliance or without having that ability to lean on who Christ is for me. Do you think that that is a, do you think that that is a detriment as people? Like, we want to... We want to be like the master and commander of our own destiny. We don't want to give that up. We don't want to give up. We want to have our own autonomy. Yes. And I'm not sitting here saying we don't. Right. Obviously, obviously people feel free to choose Mm -hmm. not this all the time. Absolutely. And and people, you know, go against their best self-interest all the time. I certainly think that is the, the, the detriment and the argument that is so prevalent nowadays of feeling like people feel like, and I mean, yes, there are things like, don't hear me say that there's not rules to follow, but like people are so caught up on like, ah, if I'm a Christian, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do that. And it's like, like you're saying they're wanting to like ride their own destiny. Right. And it's like, it's just like, but what the Father has for you is so much greater than what your own self can even... Right, these small, trivial things Absolutely. that you can't do. Yeah. But what people like that, I think, don't realize because they haven't experienced it, is that you're free in a way that you will never understand Absolutely. or really be able to completely comprehend. Right. I, I absolutely agree. And I just think peop, us as people, you know... We're in such a fleshly mindset of right. what can I get out of this? What can I, what am I able to do? What is, like, just wanting what the flesh desires, which is sure. absolutely what people, like, that's without a doubt. People just want things that are not of 
God and people don't want to give those things up right to live a life of obedience yeah and I mean I struggle that absolutely and I think we I all mean, do that's not a that's not a, it's not just a non-christian no, thing that is a that is an across the board people thing absolutely that people like that we have to struggle with it on a daily basis yes. whether you believe or not yeah and you know I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's... I think the hard part with some of this stuff and why this is a difficult conversation to have, mm-hmm. at least for me to have yeah, sure. with a person, is because I can't say that this is a universal truth for everyone, right? It's a universal truth for me, right? I'm not saying that it's not, I'm saying it's not truth. I'm saying it is, but. Not everybody believes the way I believe, you know? And I think that that's the hardest part. Whenever right. you're trying to make that no. argument to someone, or not even an argument, I don't believe that at all. Mm-hmm. But whenever you're trying to like, actually talk to someone about this and have an actual conversation about it, is they don't have that vocabulary, you know? Yeah. And that's one of those things where you just have to trust that God would be able to build that vocabulary yeah. for them. I think it's such a hard thing to evangelizing is such a hard thing because people want to hold on to this thing of well I don't believe that and you believe that right when you know what we have is the like infallible truth sure and it's hard to it's hard to articulate that without feeling like you're putting other people's beliefs down I think I don't even know if I believe in like evangelism most of the time like i feel like most of the time i'm trying to live my life and i want that to be a reflection of who jesus is and people see that and that as a testimony i don't think that in and of myself i would be able to argue someone to heaven or convince them to heaven you absolutely can't argue or convince anyone to heaven you know it's not our we're not the ones who are going to no, at I the end of the day, it's change not anybody's be, heart. No, it, it's going to be God that changes their heart. Sure. But you know, when it comes to like, you know, evangelizing isn't only just going and knocking on somebody's door. No, of course, um, I agree. You know, I mean, but, but I also think like, oh, if I've worked around this person for six months and one absolutely. day, one day I just go, hey, Jesus loves you. You should come to church with me. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I've been working with you for six months. I had no idea. Like that is yeah. an indictment on me. Right. You should totally live your life in a way that is reflecting Jesus and like um, man, I, was about, I mean in the areas like we serve or it's like that itself is evangelism and it's like it, it's just so hard to navigate this world's current climate in a way that like it's just so hard to I don't know. I can't even articulate what I'm trying to say. But I, it's like, I think that you have to bridge the gap between sometimes telling people truths that they don't want to hear sure. and loving them. Sure. And they, absolutely. People have a hard time distinguishing between that sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because, like, <clears throat> I mean, there's, of course, there's a stigma, I mean, on everything. Yeah, people hate Christians for yeah. a reason. Uh-huh. I totally get that. Yeah, and... Like, if I acted, I, I just... Sometimes, like, I'll read things and it just makes me want to throw up. Yeah. That this is something that people that believe in Jesus think is good. Yeah. 
That is, it is like borderline crazy. To Absolutely, me. and <clears throat> I mean, all, like there's a lot of in what is supposed to be love. Sure, there's a lot of hate, Ugh. and I believe I think it was the Book of Jude that says something about how like, like hate, hate and love are kind of like misconstrued a lot. Yeah, and it's like, like we're too correct in a loving manner. Sure, and, and like, like those are not divorced from one another, but correct. not to be right. Right. There's a big difference there. Yeah. Right? Sure. Like like if you're just correcting someone because you think they're wrong and you're right. Yeah. That is not cool. No. And <clears throat> that, that that I think that shows up a lot in like legalism. Sure, of course. Things of that matter. But it's like if this is, you know, good right for I'm not gonna correct you because I'm judging you. Yeah. If I love someone and I know like, hey, this is good for you and I'm a friend and I'm in this position that I am going to am walking beside you in your life and I'm caring for you. I'm going to, you know, try to lovingly help someone out, you know? Yeah. And that's, I think that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to get out there. I think that more, I think more than anything is that that's why stories like mine or like my friend David's whose story I didn't tell. Maybe he'll tell it sometime. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's why it's important to understand that's why, right? Like, and I can't point to that all the time sure. because people would probably have some sort of explanation for yeah. that. But in that moment, I knew that that was very real yeah. and very profound. Right. And it changed my life. Yeah. So I think more than anything is sometimes like as people, we have to have our eyes and ears open mm-hmm. to what's going on around Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And not just to nature, I mean to everything. There yeah. are people that speak words into you all the time mm-hmm. that are good. Yeah. And you have to be willing to accept them. Yep. And, I mean, words <clears throat> words stay with us. And that is, like, from my perspective, right? right? Like, of a believer's perspective. I'm Absolutely. not even talking about, like, relationships that you have with people that don't believe. I yeah. think that's, like, a completely, I think that's, like, a completely different avenue Absolutely. that you get into. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, yeah, from, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I agree, you know, I well, think. Well, awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's great. I didn't ever, I don't know if I've ever heard that story. No, I, cause I mean, I don't tell very often yeah. cause I suck. Yeah. So well, that's very, very cool. Well, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, I think that's good for today though. Yeah. I, well, how can people reach us gauge if they're interested in actually, interacting with us. If you guys want to reach out, if you guys have any, I mean, if you guys have any questions about Christianity as well, reach out. Um, If you guys want to reach out and have any questions about the show or want to send in some questions for us to answer or just uh, send us some feedback, (laughs) send it to meifiwas20 at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're all there. Um, Yeah. Thanks. Thank you guys for listening to us talk. That's it, man. We love that you guys check us out. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. We'll see you, Gage. See you, buddy. Bye, guys.